our eyes to be enlightened uh, in any aspect that our eyes are still darkened we ask lord that you would give grace for sight you grant help for us to come into uh, light for us to come into understanding in the name of jesus father we thank you because you are faithful Father, we thank you because you are all kind, you are all knowing. Father, we thank you because you have sworn, even by your word of oath, even to, to give us uh, to give us eternal salvation, even eternal blessing. Father, we say thank you. Uh, Father, even by your we ask, O oh Lord, by the same word of oath that you will grant us access into your blessing this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that it is not our faithfulness but yours that brings these things. We ask, Father, that even as we have come to receive by your faithfulness, you grant strength in our soul to to become faithful even in well-doing in the name of Jesus. Father, help us to, to, to... receive uh, in our soul the allocations of your blessing this morning in the name of Jesus. But I pray, O Lord, even as we begin to teach your word, we ask, Lord, that you grant us access into your word in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray this afternoon that you grant me grace even to speak your mind, even to speak your heart in the name of Jesus. We ask, I ask, Father, that you will take this frail vessel, you will take this, this vessel, O Lord, and use it for your glory and for your word in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you take over me, I submit unto you totally, in heart, in mind, in spirit, I submit to you, to your spirit, I submit totally, and I ask, O oh Lord, that you would make your word of strength in our heart today in the name of Jesus. Help me, help me, O oh Lord, to speak your word. Help me, Father, speak, release your spirit here and let hearts come into your blessing and strength and eternal strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, welcome and uh, happy Saturday to everyone. Amen. Amen. And uh, even though COVID is still there, we pray that COVID, COVID will disappear very soon. Amen. And it's almost March. It's, and it's as if the thing does not want to go. By God's grace, you will leave. Amen. You will leave this city. Amen. You will leave this nation and the world at, at large in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. But be as it may, with, with, with or without COVID, I'm sure that uh, the word of God is still of strength. Yes. And one thing we've realized even by, by the last conversion is that nothing can stop the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter what, even if COVID come and decide to do one kind of thing or anything else, it's just COVID we are seeing. You don't know maybe more things will even come in the future. Mm-hmm. But one thing is sure, no matter what it is, it can't stop the church. The church will continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. The church will continue to 
uh, press on. And when I say the general, I'm talking globally. Mm. The church globally, the body of Christ can be stopped. God is, God is, God, God is not limited by what is around us, mm. and God is not limited by um, just the situations that may seem to con- uh, constrict us. Uh, but God is faithful, and uh, is going to pull through for us. Amen. 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 And just take one or two minutes to just say hi to your neighbor from afar. You know. <laughs> you can just say hi. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you know, it's good to have neighbors, eh? Yes, yes. It's good. It's good for health. Yes. And it's good for health. So, even though they are saying health order, okay, we understand, and we're trying to keep it as much as we can. Mm. But seeing people is good for what's is it mental health? Have you? It's good for that too. Mm-hmm. There's always there's always a problem with isolated people. Mm-hmm. You know, if you isolate people for a while, after a while, mm-hmm. they, they, they they might even become insane. Mm-hmm. Imagine you just carry one island, just throw somebody there, and the only person they are seeing is themselves. Ah, it's even better if maybe there's one other person that is with mm-hmm. them. But just imagine just one soul, just one on an island. After they've looked at the moon, mm-hmm. they've looked at everything. Nothing. Maybe they might be okay for a few days, weeks. But when it's turning to years, mm-hmm. <laughs> they begin to lose. They begin to lose touch of humanity. Yeah. Yeah, they begin to yeah. go. They, they might. They might actually go insane, yeah. you know. But mm-hmm. just seeing one other person, it does a lot of good to the soul, mm-hmm. and it's good. So God, God knowing that design, did not even leave Adam alone. He says it's not good for man to be alone, mm-hmm. right? So you have to also give him. They help me, eh? It's all that, it's all, all, all that Adam was seeing. I just lie on, go to say hi. It's like, ah, it's not good though for him to be alone. Because he wasn't created alone. He wasn't created alone. It was, it was only formed alone. But the, the formation of Eve came after. But he wasn't created alone. Both, both Adam and Eve were created. When God created men. It's a male and female, yeah. male and female created E then, yeah. right? So that is what God did. But when it was just from just from Adam first, and then okay, it's not good for you to be alone. You are not even created alone. You are Eve. Show forth. Mm-hmm. So Eve just show face. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when he saw Eve, his, his heart was so so delighted. Ah, flesh of my flesh, born of my. Okay, we thank God. You know, it was so. Imagine he saw Eve and he began to prophesy. Mm-hmm. You can just began to ah, this is the flesh. It shall be called. Well, imagine prophecy came immediately. Name woman, Eve. You are Eve. You know, Amen. So it's good to, it's good to have neighbors. It's good to see one another. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, I know. <laughs> We have been going on a, on a route for the past few few days, few weeks. Um, just before I proceed, I wanted to ask if anybody has any question, just regarding the the teaching so far. Or I know last week was not that hard, Abby. On Tuesday was not that was not that difficult. Tuesday was was more of like a, a recap. We're just looking and gisting about the spirit of man. Amen. Amen. Now, if anybody have any question. 
No question. No question, question. Oh, it's there. questions we'll proceed today and we'll see how God will lead us amen amen, amen. amen. hallelujah amen. amen let's open to first Corinthians chapter fourteen. I'm just trusting God for for entrance this morning. You know, most of the time, yeah, yeah, when I say I don't even know what you're going to talk about until until we get here, and then it's not like I have one thing in, at the back of my mind like that, but just following the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So I read from verse from verse one. It says, "Follow after charity." which is love, and say, and desire spiritual gift, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men, to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edified himself, but he that prophesied edified the church. I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesy, for greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret, that the church may receive edifying. So the church may receive edifying. So now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you, except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine, or by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine. And even things without life, giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds. How shall it be known what is piped or harped? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So likewise ye, except ye utter by the tongue words, easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. 
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I know this is the the text that we've been on uh, for the past few weeks. I think uh, we moved from I think Hebrews and then we landed here. Uh, we touched James and then landed here. And I know we've been talking about uh, being edified in the spirit, right? And one of the the reason for that is that um, being edified is an inheritance that is given to the soul, right? Um, you 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 is is let me use the word is is a blessing intended for the soul, right? And in our Christian journey, I think maybe on Tuesday, two Tuesdays ago, I think we was it last yeah not this Tuesday. The previous Tuesday, I think we just were trying to explain edification and also just use the opportunity to explain why, right? Why we needed to be edified. And that aspect is the aspect of the soul. And I think on, on last Tuesday, on Saturday, we, started, we, we talked a little bit about just life, but the main focus really was still this uh, uh I think it was just towards the end, and I know Holy Ghost started to put emphasis on prophecy, mm-hmm. right? Just explaining that. And the reason for that, that I just picked is to explain the, the prophetic life. I think that was really, really what I was uh, picking in my heart, mm-hmm. is being able to come into or understanding the need for the prophetic life. Right, so when you're talking about the prophetic life, you know, it doesn't mean now the prophetic life is actually a life designed for all believers. Mm-hmm. It's not just designed for people that have prophetic gift. Mm-hmm. So it's not just designed for that. Um, the prophetic life in itself is actually different from the prophetic gift. Mm-hmm. Now, and the prophetic life is an inheritance for all believers. Is an inheritance for all believers. So every believer needs to gain access into the prophetic life. Now, without the prophetic life, it is impossible to escape this world. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the worldly nature in the soul mm-hmm. is impossible to escape that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is impossible. I mean, I also know that we need we need to escape the worldly nature. Yeah. We need to escape the the worldly nature. Mm-hmm. Now, the worldly the worldly nature um, is not just. Um, I, I, I can I can say you know I just say I like the word nature, mm-hmm. right? Because you said nature, it tells you that it's. When you talk about nature, I know I don't know. Maybe it's only me that's thinking this way. But when you talk about nature, automatically I think about the soul, mm-hmm. right? So when you say the the worldly nature, the worldly nature is what the worldly life gives to the soul, mm-hmm. right? So the worldly life gives the worldly nature to the soul, mm-hmm. and when it gives it to the soul, mm-hmm. what the soul takes on. 
as a reward. When the soul takes it, the reward of that life is what we call flesh. Right, so flesh, um, and I think, I know to some degree our understanding of flesh in the past was basically as a result of life that we've come, uh, sorry, light that we've come into, which explains flesh. And our understanding of flesh in the past just talks about the, 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 how will I put it? It talks about just the outward, so let me use this word, it talks about the symptoms of a problem. You know, you know, uh, in, uh, in medical, in, med- in the medical field, thank God we have a medical person here, you know that, uh, and I know we all, even, we all, everybody understand this one, Seth, uh, that, uh, the medical people taught us and we all understood, have you? Okay. So, the, the, the way things work, really, is when somebody is sick, right, the, what they begin to look at are symptoms, mm-hmm. right? They look for these symptoms. And the reason why they are checking the symptoms, really, is to zero in on a problem. They themselves, they don't even know everything. No. Mm-hmm. So that you give one symptom, one symptom. When they, when they combine the symptoms, combine, combine, the doctor will be like, ah, scratching head. Okay, I've never, because that's what the medical field, medical field is all about. Yeah. You gather things all together. It's a world of knowledge. And, you know, based on symptoms and what they've discovered, honestly, if, if somebody comes up with a new sickness today, mm-hmm. they don't have an answer. All they will be doing is they will turn the person into a guinea, guinea pig. <laughs> the person may survive or may not, but that person will become a, a case study. Yeah. And they will begin to escape. They begin they mean to cut and cut and cut and remove and check and check. Why? They are trying to zero in on something to figure out what, okay, this is new or this has been before. Hmm? Sometimes some doctors may be experienced, some may not. So when they see some symptoms, based on the knowledge they've had, they can maybe this okay let's check this maybe this is they suspect that that you know as a well of experience or if they can also think they'll be like this 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 could be an underlying problem about here here, here. So they, they use all the information they have to get an, an answer but the summary of the whole thing is they look at symptoms first then the reason for the symptom is to ne- get to the bottom of the problem right so what they start with, you know, correct me if I'm right, I'm wrong, is mm-hmm. what they start with really is they begin to treat the symptoms to give them ample time to actually diagnose the problem. Mm-hmm. So if it is a headache, give them morphine, give them this so that at least it reduces the headache while they look at the main problem, yeah. right? And over the, over the, over the years, mm-hmm. uh, both just in the body at large, right, what we have been able to identify as a result of the knowledge that we have are the symptoms, but not really the problem, the actual problem in the soul. So we've been able to treat problems. So when we talk about flesh, we can say, oh, this person likes, uh, what's this? Maybe it's a maybe it's a guy that likes women. Ah, this person just likes women and just like doing that and that. Uh, or maybe uh, what's it called? They like lying. Ah, no, you know it's not good to lie. Don't lie, you know. Or if someone that likes uh, what else? 
you know, we are doing many things. Eh? Maybe stealing, those are you know, small, small things. And we can even go further and talk about, you know, let's just talk about also, uh, what, what would I call it? Uh, I'm looking for actual, what's it called? Let's just use this word. Let's just say uh, maybe someone is challenged morally. Or let's just use the word, uh, what else? Because it's not just uh, sleeping around as the the thing but there are other things they could do right that would oh and then everybody when they see then they'd be like ah that person that person yeah blah, blah, blah. but all those ones really are just the surface mm. right and the funny thing is you can try as much as possible to address the symptoms but you won't really get to the root of the problem right and the root of the, the root of the problem is not it's, it's not just something you can address. Even even the person, eh, if you ask them, sometimes they are even helpless. Mm. I don't know how to solve this problem, mm. right? And that is uh, just as a result of uh, I would say the the knowledge we don't have the knowledge to deal with such problems, or let's just say. Uh, to deal with the actual cause yeah. rather than the symptoms, right? So we don't have the tool it takes to deal with those things. And for years, uh, I know that um, you know, the, the body at large, we were able to identify, you know, when someone gets born again, we know that the spirit is born again, mm-hmm. right? And we also, we also have a sense of this, uh, the, the outward body, in itself, coming into newness, right? Because, of course, when you get born again, your spirit is new, right? You have a recreated spirit. It's recreated. They didn't patch it up. They recreated the spirit, Mm -hmm. right? So when they recreated the spirit, uh, we have a sense, and then we now begin to see different messages about grace. You know, Christ is in you, hope of grace is in your spirit, and of course, your spirit is entirely saved. Even Christ is in your spirit. You have eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. Or you have everlasting life. But we always miss the, the important aspect, which is the soul. So we couldn't, we couldn't zero in into the soul dimension, mm-hmm. right? So we have truth that would you know, apply to your spirit then also we can even apply it to your body, of course. When people, people are sick, they can claim the word, oh, God, heal me, they will, you, you, it will heal your body, all those things. And also we have hope for, uh, what's it called, rapture, mm-hmm. right? We have hope for rapture, so we know that our body will be changed. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really, 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 really have the knowledge about the soul. We don't know the work that has to go into the soul. Yeah. And... And that's the major, that's the major work yes, that needs to happen in the soul of a man. Mm-hmm. So imagine why you have so much truth that speaks about your spirit, and about your blood, is missing the, the main mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And let me put it this way, or that's just the way I say it. No matter what it is, in the end, mm-hmm. in the end, your spirit doesn't take the form 
or your spirit doesn't superimpose everything else on the rest of the body, your spirit literally forms to the stature of the content in the soul. Mm? So let's just say this is the, let's say this is how big, okay, let me use this book. Let's say this is how big the, the spirit is supposed to be, or the man is supposed to be. Mm? So the spirit is saved, it's already like this. But the soul is like this. In the end, when all is said and done, the whole thing will always form with this. And this will be the result. Mm. Why? Because it's the content in the soul that determines the stature of a man. Right? Mm. Now, and the stature is based on nature. Right? So it's based on what? It's based on nature. So it's based on nature. So the stature will not the stature will not grow above the nature. Or let me just use this word. The nature is the stature in the soul. Right? The, the nature is the stature. And if, if, it, if you begin to now check the scriptures, you see a lot of reference to uh, the of, of of the apostles addressing things that need to happen in the soul mm-hmm. in our spiritual the journey of the soul they begin to address that they begin to speak to us that you know most of the time in the past when we begin to read this apostle most of us we used to just read it think about it about just our personal life alone yeah. we don't okay when we're reading the bible just okay ah oh father my, okay I'm, I'm sad today let me read the word okay the word gave me comfort ah father i thank you ah, i was just i was just reading the bible and you know, just give me peace that everything will be okay, you know. Yeah, and it's true, isn't it? Yeah. And does the Bible answer to those things? Yes, it does. It does. But what God wanted to do is much, much, much more. So I'm not uh, discrediting the fact that that happens. In short, there are so many things that happens to us while we were growing and enjoying the milk of the word. Right? And you know, towards that time, in our mind, in our mind, that's the, that's the whole, that's the entire thing. That's, that's all that needs to happen. Right? Yes, sir. That's, and of course, we're enjoying the grace and the light at that time. But that's not all that needs to happen. Right? We just get born again. We are just talking about all that. You notice that even our, in our dealing with God, mm. most of our interaction with God is more on the surface, natural. There's, there's no inward communion. You know, you might, although you might see believers that pray, you know, pray and fast, study the word, but you notice that the, the, most of those aim is not really to address the nature in the soul. Mm. Or a lie? Most of those things mostly address things around us, things that is happening to us and also a sense of spiritual growth based on uh, how much how much I fast and pray how much you know how much of the word I can share you know all those things but really it's not about that of, of course if you check it now for the, most of all the people that pray, 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 we pray a lot 
And that, does that mean we should not pray? Of course, please pray. Ah, don't even play with it. Mm. Right? Yes, but I'm just saying that the, the drive for those things, you know, you may, you may be doing many things, but there's something driving. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Right? And of course, when you now hear people say, ah, I'm praying, I pray a lot, you know that you, they are looking for a sense of power. Yeah. Right? And of course, mm. the, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Or in another version, it says, makes power available. Mm. And that's, what it do- that's actually what it does. But now here's the question. What, can you, what do you want to use the power for? Because the power can do many things. Mm-hmm. Eh? The power can heal the sick. The power can raise the dead. The power mm-hmm. can address things in the natural to make things work to your favor. Mm-hmm. The power can, can settle things concerning you. Right? Yeah. And the power can also bring things that will cause edification in your soul. Right? So you can see as the power can do all those things. So now imagine we have everything, but we are missing that soul thing. Now, that is the missing point between you know, that First Corinthians 15, I believe, that began to talk about we shall not all be the same, but we shall all be changed. Right? Talking about the glory of the sun is different from the glory of the moon. Right? Most of us never really understand how that will be, right? In our understanding, what we thought what that will be is more like uh, when, I, when I pray a lot, I, have a, you know, I pray to God, I talk to God a lot, God is always around me, you know, I pray, pray, pray. I have a good relationship with God, right? I have a good relationship with God, I will be fine. I'll be a mighty man, hmm? And also, we too, when we see people that pray, pray, pray a lot, you know, layers, I would like, great name. And also, you know, I saw, we be thinking, ah, we need to grow too. I want to be like this. And then we grow to a side where I can, ah. Some people, when they pray, God hear them. Mm-hmm. Ah, why? Some people, it's not like, you know, you'll be wondering why. You some people pray for two minutes. You know, things happen, but you, you pray, ah, you should be able, you get to your point where you pray, no, God hears you. Okay. I understand all that too. But it's not really, really, really about that. Hmm? The, the need for God, God hears his children. And there's nobody that prays that God doesn't hear. Mm-hmm. The, the, only difference, the only difference is understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and also, if you check it, if you check it, the... When you talk about God hearing really, what the scripture says is God hears according, he answers us, if we pray according to his will, he heareth us. There's, there's no way you pray according to God's will and he won't hear you. Abi, if you pray according to his he will hear you. He will hear and, and you don't have to pray one, two, three hours for him to hear you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't pray for long ago. Because when I say, don't have, what I'm just saying is, it's not by, you know, some, was, if I, you know there's some man that would think, if I don't pray one, one, five hours, God will not hear me. It's not like that. 
God can equip you and actually give you grace to pray for five hours. But, but it's, not, it's not necessarily because of what you're asking for. Right? But the, the, the center, the center, the center of this relationship really is communion. It's communion. And communion is in levels. Communion is in different degrees. Amen. Amen. Right? It's communion. What, what separates the whole thing is communion. And just as you know, people have relationship, and depending on the relationship, there are some things you can discuss, there are some things you can't discuss. Yeah. I mean, yes, you know, maybe you meet someone for the first time, you just say, hi, how are you doing? You know, although, of course, there are all those uh, occasional... Oh, ah, today I just I just didn't like today. You know, today just was a bad day. You know, you know, many times when you meet new people and you are talking, and then you just get to the point where you get to say just a little bit about yourself, but not really, really entirely. There is, there is, there is that you need. There is that need to build trust, right? And then after a while, they now begin to. Open up, hey, ah, this thing, that, what about that? It's after a, a relationship, a communion have been established. Yeah. You may know someone for years. Mm-hmm. If there's no communion, like, you won't really be able to discuss certain things. Yeah, sure. You know the same way that is. It's also in the spirit, in our relationship mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Depending on where we are at, there are, there are so many things God can discuss with us, or the, which means the, the communion level, right? There are some things God, there are some things God can't discuss at all. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the times, I thank God for this, but I'll quickly go back to what I was saying so that I'll continue, so that I don't tangent on another direction. Most of the time, you notice that Christ said, I have something to say to you, but I can't. Why? Because you can't bear them. No, as you ever just what 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 are the things Christ has to say? Mm. You, know, you know, for the longest time, that he eluded, <laughs> eluded. We are reading Bible. We are. What, what did we even interpret that thing to be? I'm sure there's an understanding for that in the in the past. What was that? Do you remember what you used to think about that scripture? Right? There's there's something we all understood about that. Right? But you know, depending on the light, that's what that's what determines what we can fetch, yeah. right? And the light also speaks yeah. of the communion level, True. right? And just because it speaks at a at a let's say at a different light, doesn't make it. You know, we like, do you, do you not mean that the word, the Bible is very confusing and not straightforward? No, it is. It's very it's just that with grace we know that. Depending on what light God has allowed to shine in our heart, mm. that's the light we use to interpret the scripture. Yeah. And God designed it that way. Because it's an adventure mm-hmm. in the spirit. Mm-hmm. It marks growth. Mm-hmm. It also marks growth. Right? Mm-hmm. It marks growth. And all these things I'm, I'm talking about are just things our soul comes into over time. Yeah. Mm? It's not. It's not as if somebody is special. Only you. Will, no, it's not that one person is special and then only you will have access. No, it's not like that. Every believer, every single believer, mm. is designed 
to come into all these things. Amen. Yeah. Okay, time has gone. Let me, let me move forward. So we are all designed to come into these things, right? We are all designed to come into these blessings in our journey. Is a design that God has set for us is something that souls should experience. God designed souls to God designed souls to come into uh, communions, to come into communions, to come into lights, and as we begin to grow, we come into those things. And who officiates how it happens? Is God. How? By mercy. It's only God. It's not something you say, you. Okay, by this time, 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 time. Okay, you come into this understanding. <laughs> Those things are not things that <laughs> any man would just come and say, you. You are ready, you are not ready. And, that, and a soul should not place themselves there. Hmm? Where you begin to, de- based on how I'm looking at you, you know, can detect you, you know, this, this. It's not like that, though. It's not really like that. God can bypass, in short, we don't, yeah. you know, God, God can bypass your understanding. It's, it's whatever God allows you to see, you are seeing. Yeah. And you don't know God's plan. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So it's not, it's not for one person to have to say, you come here, you will come into this light until this day, this day and that, or hmm, this, this one is not, you are not, even the person talking is you know by mercy, right? So it's not for any soul to. It's not. It's not timed by man. It's God that officiates the seasons. Right? It's God that officiates the seasons. And although it's very important for the heart to to recognize the season, right? And one of the ways you can understand the season is when you begin to have a sense of or a need. To know more mm. in God, mm. right? And this is, and also this thing I'm talking about, the light, you know, interpreting scripture is also a sign of growth in the spirit, like I was saying, right? And our every soul is meant for that, and every soul will come into that, amen. amen. As as God allows and gives grace for us to yield and respond to callings in the spirit, amen. So our interpretation of let me quickly go back to where I came from. You know, our interpretation of flesh was based on the previous light, and as a result, we were treating symptoms. We know that okay, you don't do this. You know, that's what brought forth some of those, uh, you know, laws. When I said laws. You know, okay, you know, women don't sit near men. You know, that, you know, there are churches like that. I went to one one day. I was very, I was very, I was, I was laughing. Hmm? The the guy, even though they are married, well, you, let's say we even understand that maybe you don't want single people to sin or something. Even though a married man can't even stay there his wife, men this side, women that side. My man, I'm like, what are they, what are they really trying to address? I mean, I mean, like. Because I was even asking the person that, I'm like, so what about if they're married? Is that, yeah, they still have to sit down. I just get quiet. Because I'm like, like, what's the need? I don't understand. 
You don't you don't need to, you think you are separating souls, Abi. No, there's a need, there's a reason why God gave a higher commandment. So he that that thought about even fornicating law has done it. So you are so you are not separating uh, physical physical bodies. You may separate physical bodies, but you are not separating the mind. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you are not separate. If you if you don't separate the mind, see that mind separation. It takes Christ yes. to do that. Yes. It takes Christ to separate the yes. mind. The mind separation mm. takes place when the soul is experiencing the separation from the world. Mm. Mm. That's what happens. So <laughs> we begin to treat symptoms and not really address address the, the issue. And and that's the that is the that is the that's the major work. Mm. When God saved the the the, the man, right? I mean, just to give us uh, a background, right? You know, of course, because I know most of the time you'll be wondering, where am I talking from? If you go to First Thessalonians chapter 5, that's before Timothy. Timothy. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Thank God that this first Thessalonians is not even far from where we are going, but let me read. Verse 23. Hmm? Now you notice there there are some things he has been saying before he got here. Right? And we'll see them. It says, verse 23 it says, and well, let me say from verse, verse 22. It said, Abstain from all appearance of evil and the very God of peace. Sanctify you holy. Be, sanctify you holy and I pray. Sanctify you what? Holy. That holy means all some. All some. Holy. All together. Not half. Not small. But whole. Hmm? Right? Said, and I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unto what? So you preserve your whole body, your spirit. They started from the spirit, actually. Your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the spirit must be what? Blameless. And that, that, is, that already happened when you got born again. Right? You got born again, your spirit is blameless, has no spot, has no wrinkle. So the moment, but when you not talk about the soul, the soul is still blame. The soul still has blame. What causes the soul to have blames is as a result of sin, 
or what we call infirmities or corruption. Right? Infirmities or what? Or corruption. Praise God. Your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Is it cold? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I know sometimes uh, when the air is circulating, you know, hot air goes up and cold air comes down. So our legs are cold. Oh. Unless, if we increase it, it will be very warm, but I don't know, it will be too hot. Or should, I, should we increase the heat? I mean, most, most, people, most people come with socks. It's like, it's like you people already know. It's like, because I know most of them are wearing socks. Interesting. Okay. Amen. Amen. Your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. Now, so that's because the soul still has blames. Mm? It has what? Blames. Has blames. What are the things? You know, when you say something can be blamed, it's because it has fault. Oh. Mm. Yeah. No, you can't blame anything that does not have fault. Yeah. You only blame someone that has done wrong wow. for their wrongdoings. Mm. Ah, why? Why did you put that thing there? <laughs> right? Mm. But if the person didn't put it where they should not, you wouldn't blame them. So it talks about imperfection. It talks about uh, lack or need in the soul. So the soul is blameless. So it's blame. It still it still has blame. It's not yet blameless, right? And scripture is not. If if there's one thing we've learned, scriptures they are not just you know they just don't write those words as if they are playing. It means something. See so this blameless. There's a state that the soul can come into that it becomes blameless. Wow. Amen. Right? There's a state the soul can come into that it becomes blameless. So when it becomes blameless, means you you can't find fault in the soul. Right? You can't find fault. But this blameless state is not actually the end. It's not actually the end. A soul can be blameless, right? A soul can be blameless, but yet has not come into uh, what we call, has not come into the, ah, what word I'm going to use? A soul can be blameless, but yet is it, it's not yet immovable, which means it's not yet saved in the sense that it it can still become blameful. Let me use that word. But there's a state the soul will come into that you can't you can't you can't blame it. And at that at that instance. What is left to fight is death. What is left to fight is what? Death. 
and scripture talks about, speaks to us about things that we we need to overcome. One one is sin. Yes. So, so you know the law is law of sin and death. The law of sin and death. The law of sin and death. When you are blameless, you have overcome sin. But you have not yet overcome death. Death is the last enemy that will be defeated. Amen. Abhi, let's read for just to let's read Romans chapter eight, right? That's where we talk about the law of sin and death. Romans eight says, I read from verse one. It said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. You see? From the law of sin and death. Right? For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful death, of sinful flesh, sorry, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Why? That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So you see, what they are, they are talking about here, they are beginning to talk about the, the technology of, of escaping. The, how do I put it? You see, this whole uh, Romans 8, this Romans 8, Paul was dealing with, with bringing souls into realization of different levels of weakness in the soul and also what to what how to address them it was defining them carefully he talked about sin and death later and i began to talk about the spirit of christ right who walk after the spirit right and i began to talk about uh for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh it's not beginning to open them up how, how does the law of sin and death work what is sin? What is death? It began to open them up. Say for the for they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be what spiritually minded is life and peace. When you are carnally minded, you you can't escape death. That's what he's saying here. But those carnal minds speaks of something. Mm. You, know, you, you, know, you know, most of the time when we talk about carnally minded, we just think about, you know, you, know, you just think carnally, or you just like material things. Mm. Uh, you know, you just, mm. you, you just think of, uh, what else? What are those things we used to call flesh then? Eh? What do you used to call flesh 20 years ago? Or a carnal Christian, what do you used to call a carnal Christian 20 years ago? 
<laughs> to like that likes to chop life. <laughs> you see, that's when we see somebody chopping life. You say that person is carnal. Wait, 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 wait. Because the person is chopping life, it's not what makes them carnal. You know, in our religious mind, the moment you see somebody enjoying life, you just say, ah, that person is carnal. It's not like that. What makes them carnal is not just what they are seeing them do. A carnal mind is a spiritual, is a spiritual frame or stature. It's called a flesh mind. It's, a, it's flesh. Hmm? That, one is, that one is a wisdom. So that, that enjoying life that you are seeing is a symptom. It's not, it's not the cause. Right? Now you can see Christians too enjoying life. Is there anything wrong with it? No. God said he has given us uh, to, uh, to, to have pleasure. It's for our pleasure. And I think that's one of the things we are talking about in one of the, the conversions. <laughs> when you see, when you see, ah, does God not want me to have a good life? It's not about that. God wants you to have a good life. That's not the problem. The problem is a program running in the soul that will drive the way you look at life. The way you should, that will drive the way you should enjoy life. Abby, it will drive, okay. No, some, you know, there's something that's always running, running our mind. I want to make it in life. I want to make it in life. Is there anything wrong with making it in life? No. The problem is, how are you pursuing that thing? Or what wisdom are you using to pursue it? So, see that realm of, uh, I want to make it in life. Hey, Satan, sit down there. Where? Do you think God does not? <laughs> what what God even consider making it in life? You know what I say? Like, I want to make it in life. You are associating it with money and many good things. To God, that's that does that's not making it yeah. in life. To God, making it in life is you having treasures yeah. in your soul that you can't that you can't find mm-hmm. in the natural. You can't find on the earth. Those are they are treasures. Called riches. That's the true riches. You see, you see where Paul in Ephesians began to talk about the unsearchable riches of Christ. So when we interpret riches as you know, but those are not riches. Those are not riches. The natural money is not rich. They are not riches. But does do you think God can God wants you to have money? Of course. God does not want you to be poor. But God does not mind you being poor if it will save you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yeah. If it will. Mm. You know, you know that's why say it is better for a, a poor man to enter the country than for a rich man to enter the eye of the needle. Mm. And those stones are actually talking about the spiritual, the spiritual state of the soul, mm. right? Not the actual charities, but I'm just using that as an example, mm-hmm. right? Mm? Mm. A very rich man can actually come into God's blessings if he submits his soul. If he's poor in his soul. Right? If he's poor in his soul, he can come into riches in the spirit. Right? You know, there's just that, there's just that frame when we begin to see, you know, I don't know, go where us, just that religious mind. Just see somebody with money immediately start thinking. And what makes us think that way is actually the 
wisdom that we've gained from the world. You know the other thought? No many things we think, we don't think there's a problem with it. You know, many things we are thinking, you know, yeah. we just, even as Christians, we just yeah. think something. Say that person, ah, ah. <laughs> and, ah, that person, that person is not even a Christian, self. You know, in our mind we have, uh, uh, and the thing is, <laughs> and the funny thing is, they may sincerely not be Christians, but what is making you, you, Say that thing. Uh, eh, what is yeah. why something begins to speak inwardly? Yeah. Just see that ah. you know there's a mind yes. that when you see a rich person, you will automatically be checking whether they are Christians or not. <laughs> eh? oh ah, but if you look at it scripturally, oh wait, why are you checking whether they are Christians or not? <laughs> so the moment the person is rich like this, you begin to look at the Christians. Do they love God? <laughs> you will be you already you begin to check all the checks. Or let's say you unbelieving checks. What you know there's a there's a there's a there's a kind of mind of what makes people unbelief, unbelievers. Unbeliever, 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 unbeliever. Okay. And there's there's this sense of there's this sense of we are the real people because we are believers. What does that sense? Okay. In reality, spiritually, you you are better, and you are you are way you are way exalted than they are. But it's a problem to think that way. Yeah. It doesn't. The fact that you are it's a fact. According to scriptures, right? Mm. Unbelievers don't have recreated spirit. Mm. Of course, that automatically separates a whole gap yes. between you that have a recreated spirit. Even you that have a recreated spirit, you're not yet perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But there's a huge distinction between the two. But however, see that mind that makes us think this unbeliever, this unbeliever, that unbeliever, no, okay. No, no, you, you can't enter heaven. You, you, you. Ah, no, 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 no. You know, the, the moment you just realize somebody is, is an unbeliever, you know, the heart begins to come into some elevations. Oh, yes. Ah, thank God I'm a believer. Now, let wow. me save you. Come, come, come here. Wow. The, are you supposed to preach the gospel? Yes. yes. Are you supposed to do these things? Yeah. Yes, but should this mind be in you? No, sir. It shouldn't. Because the way of God is meekness. Yes. Okay, let me... Here's the thing. Is God separated from us? High. See how high God is? He's, still, he's, he's even invincible to us. But yet, He still talks and communes with us through His Son. Who, who sent the Spirit to us? To receive. Mm. Eh? So imagine if God can do that. You know it's good that you'll even be judging all of us. You, you are a non-believer. You don't believe in me. Go away. Right? Mm. Of course, those things are true. Mm. We believers are not the same as unbelievers. Mm. There's a sense of high, there's a, in the spirit, there's an, they are more elevated 
than those. But the heart is not supposed to, to, to bank on the elevation. You are not supposed to, no, even though you are a believer, fine, it's by mercy. Mm-hmm. Do what you're supposed to do. You know, live, live according to the grace of God. Preach. If you need to preach, preach the gospel. But though there are some heart dispositions that should be erased. So this, that, 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 because there's something that is causing the heart to think that way. Immediately just have a sense of, ah, I'm better than you, I'm a Christian. Right? I'm better, I'm better. And it's not, so, it's not something you say. You know, right? Yes, sir. You know that heart, it's not something people say. It's something that just just sits in the heart. Yeah. And, and you and I can identify that thing. Yes, sir. When you begin, uh, uh, oh, that, that, that. But the heart is not yeah. meant to be like that. Yes, sir. The heart is not supposed to be positioned that way. Mm-hmm. Now, see those things are what we call blames. Blames. Wow. To God, those are blames. And as long as a soul is blameless, it can't come into its full inheritance in God. Eh? You see where in many aspects of the scripture, I'm not going to, uh, because of time, I'm going to spare us this. But if you read Ephesians chapter, uh, if you read Ephesians chapter 1, you see where Paul begins to talk about this blameless state too. Right? Uh, you see it in verse 4. When he began to speak, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Or let me read from verse 3. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, right? According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That what? That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Right? We should be what? Without blame before him in love. You see, after blame, the next is love. Right? That's charity. So a, a, a soul can be blameless but has not yet entered Charity. Now, what that means is the soul has been sanctified to a state where it's what? It's blameless, but yet it still needs to be sanctified more, right? So that it can come into charity. It can come into love. Right? Mm-hmm. And we know that charity is the end of the fate of the son. Mm-hmm. But charity is not the end of all fate. Mm-hmm. Right? The fact is fate, hope, and charity. Fate is the beginning. Right? Mm-hmm. Hope. Hope is when you are, you are in the trial state. Mm-hmm. Where your soul is beginning to be tried. Because you are hoping for Christ to be in you. Hope of glory. Christ in me. There's a state where the soul comes into where it begins to hope 
for Christ in him. Hmm? You know what, when we read that scripture before, we say hope of glory, Christ in me. You know, we used to think that Christ, you know, Christ is already in me. Christ is already in me. Okay, he's already in your spirit. But Christ is not yet in your soul. And you notice here in Thessalonians 2, it's talking about blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's, there is a waiting, there's a hope that the soul comes into where it's beginning to hope for the coming of Christ. Because when Christ comes, I'm not talking about the physical coming of Christ, when he shall be in the air, we shall all be changed, all that. I'm talking about in the soul. There is an allocated time for Christ to come to a soul. Hmm? It's a revelation. At the revelation of Christ, Christ will come to a soul. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So there's a blameless state. So we can see here, say that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there is there is the coming that takes place. There's the coming of Christ, which is for Christ to reign in your soul, in your heart. Christ, so you said that Christ in Ephesians so said that Christ may dwell. In your hearts by faith, being rooted, Abby. Mm. Abby, is it being rooted? I think I'm, I'm, I'm adding uh, Colossians to it. Hmm? Ephesians chapter chapter four. <laughs> that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, being rooted and grounded in love. As I'm defining these things, right? You, be, you know, you might be wondering, ah, what does love mean? Honestly, that love. When you say love, love, rooted in grand love, love is a state that the heart comes to, which talks about a, a, a purified state in the soul, right? But, also, but the only way we can excavate those things is when you go to Corinthians, right? When you go to Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, right? I believe chapter 13. 13, actually, when it talks about what charity suffered long. Uh-huh. We begin to talk about those things. Those those charity aspects is what really really exposes the soul. You know, no matter you know, some degree we might apply. Oh, I've come into charity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we we'll now read that place again. Eh? Mm-hmm. We we'll read it again. We we'll now begin to see some some blames. Yes. It means the soul has not fully entered charity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The soul is still growing. It says, 13, says, rejoice not, okay, said, say, charity sovereign, oh, let me read from verse 3, actually. He said, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity. Do you know that those things he said earlier are also a form of love? Yes. Right? Yeah. You can bestow your goods to feed the poor. Abby, you know, many, you know, you know, it, that, this is what I was saying. I, th- I can't remember what they were saying that. That you know, there's, a, there's a, in this community, there's a sense of charity. Mm-hmm. Everybody go and okay, poor people on the street go and give them. And no, the moment we do all that, we, we think that's it. Mm-hmm. No, we think that's it. But here is how we know that that's not all. After we've done all that, mm-hmm. and then you come home, and then your friend 
said you should give them, or, or maybe your friend is visiting you and you're about to serve food for them and you saw one meat that is big and one meat that is not as big and then your mind begins to calculate <laughs> should I give them the big meat or not? Should I take the big meat? You know something as simple as that? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, imagine you talk about that, you would think it's one big thing. Yes. See that that is it hesitation in the soul mm. is it, is it, is, is, it speaks of a lack yes. of charity, yes. yeah. which also speaks of a blame. Those are things that speaks of blames in the soul. Blames are what the life of the flesh gave to the soul. Which turns the soul to become blameless before God. You know this blameless, this, this blameful, sorry, that makes this soul blameful, sorry. That makes this so blameful, not blameless. Yeah. Makes it blameful before God. Because you know that these, those kind of things, they are not, to the world is blameless. Yeah. You know that many things blameless to the world. Yeah. I, I, of course, care for your own thing now. Of course. You are right. It's your right now. Sure. It makes sense. As in, nobody will love you like yourself. I beg, love yourself first, though. <laughs> uh, hey, there's this one thing we are, there's this one thing we are even talking about one day. We saw, you know, is it, you know those statements you will see that they will post and they will say, um, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Why? Hmm? Why? Forgiveness, no, being, what's that thing? Being something is like, not forgiving is like, Eating poison and expecting the other person to die. Please forgive. <laughs> it's not for the other person. It's for you. Okay. Is it good to forgive? Yes. Good. Yes. But why is the mind <laughs> thinking how to how to resolve it and not just end it there? Forgive and how to not add the clause. It's not for the person. It's for you. Why you? Why? why? Is it indeed for your own soul? Yes. Is it not true? Of course, when you forgive, you have strength to ascend in the spirit. Right? Because forgiveness is a wisdom in the spirit. Hmm? The natural one that we see, you know, the first, when I say forgiveness, forgiveness is not just, oh, I forgive you. Forgiveness is actually giving. Forgive. It's not forgetness. Is for to give. For to give. So when you are forgiving somebody, actually giving somebody. And for God so loved the world that he gave. The first forgiveness God gave to you is not that you got born again. Is that he gave Christ to us. Hmm? Uh, time is going. I can't go beyond. I'm watching it. I'm really, really watching it this time. I'm watching it. Amen. Amen. How, much time, how much time do I have left? Very few, because I've, I've already passed them. In the next 10, 15 minutes, we should be done. Amen. Amen. So the first forgiveness Amen. is God giving you his son. So those, those cloths is for you. It shouldn't be like that. 
this is how it should be. Let's read it. He says, Though I give, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profited me nothing. So charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. You see, most of us, eh, to some degree in our soul, maybe we can suffer long in some areas. But there are some areas where <laughs> it will stare you in the face. You'll be like, I don't have patience for this one. I'm done. No, 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 no. I cannot come and kill myself. Of course, we, can't, we won't expect you to kill yourself too. Fine. It's okay. We know that the grace is not there, but... But, but here's, the, here's, this, here's the summary. It just means there's not enough strength yeah. in the soul, in the soul. To, to overcome. And sincerely, to you and me, when we think about those things, it seems hard because that's a worldly standard. Because the world has taught us to care about ourselves. Yes, yes, when you think about it, yes, know something immediately, there's a thought that almost yeah. immediately comes to you. Mm-hmm. But won't the world think you are a fool? Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. But won't you think you are overdoing it? Mm-hmm. Don't you think there are some gray areas, maybe in some time, you know, those are the thoughts that ultimately comes as fears. Yeah. But they don't, they are fears, but they don't show as fears. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, are you saying that I would not, I will suffer long? Immediately the soul is already asking, how long should I suffer? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And the soul is already asking the question, ah, what do you mean? How long? What if somebody goes beyond, okay, wait, wait, why, why are you thinking too far? Mm. Just wait. Let the person get to that point. That point you are thinking that is not there yet. Hold it first. What is bringing that idea is, is a life inside yeah. that, is negoci- yeah. that is negotiating uh, mm. the life that, no, don't relinquish me. Mm. Don't let me go. Don't, no, 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 now, what about this? It's beginning to show you, mm. show me. Begin sh- showing us different things, different reasons why we should not, we should suffer for long in some areas and not suffer long in many other. And one of the ways they would test this suffer along, eh? Ah, Father Lord Jesus is they would t- see your friends, eh? When they are around, your every of your friend, every single one of them, not your enemy, you know you can easily associate many things to your enemies, not your enemies, your friends. Wow. Those are the reasons why God gives yeah. you friends, oh. and make sure they are godly too, <laughs> eh? Because that will help the case. Yeah. But, eh? That's why it's not good to isolate, oh. Ah, you should have friends, godly friends around you. Why? Because those those are also what God uses to press you in into blessing. You notice that in the scripture, because of time, I'm not going to read it, but maybe if God allows us some other time. In Peter, uh, we'll read it some other time. In Peter, you see where Peter begins to talk about brotherly kindness, brotherly love. Add to brotherly, now said, add to brotherly kindness, charity. So there's a there's a stage where you get to where ah what is needed you know those those all your brethren that you think they are Christians they should understand better they should have understood and then they did not and you are angry uh-huh, don't worry those are the ones that God will also use <laughs> to press you more 
But the world has already designed us not to be able to do that, right? When you begin to think about it, you think about, you almost think like you are dying. Isn't it? It's, it's like I'm dying, no. But it's the sincere truth. They want to remove, <laughs> you have to die to your life, to gain life. But that's, that's, it's, a, it's a system in the soul. The soul does not easily relinquish what it has. You have it has to, you need to be the soul will bargain with you. The moment and has and that is both is both a good and bad quality. In the sense that if it was the life of God, the, it will also speak to you to bargain. How do you want to leave this thing now? No, don't go. But then you can now snare conscience and go ahead. So also the worldly life, the moment light of Christ is coming to deal with it, they begin to tell you, ah, uh-uh, why do you want to let go like that? This is the life I've known all this while. Uh-uh. You just, like, are you serious? <laughs> so you just just kill me like that. Ah, uh, no, now you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Then begin to negotiate. But it's not a life we should keep. Now it says, charity suffered long and is kind. Mm-hmm. Charity envieth not. Mm-hmm. Hmm? You know, maybe in some areas we are, we are not envy. In some areas envy go just print. Ah. And then it would have quickly played its role, finished, before you know. Ah. And then maybe, maybe you are not going home, you are eating ice cream. I just remembered, ah, I should not have done that too. Hmm? Maybe it's not ice cream you are eating. What else do you like? Maybe you like eating a... Um, Chinese, Chinese is rice, that's a meal. And something like snack, you are just snacking. Mm-hmm. Ice cream or uh, what's that thing that shade they call it shade something. Shea, it's not tebia, tebia the ice cream. Uh, churros. Churros, say hey, churros. Maybe it's churros, you're eating churros, and then suddenly the, the, the thought hit. Ha! I should not have done that all. What's happening, you know, the soul is making you see the blame. Right? Yeah. That's just to show us the, the state. Even though we are saying we love brethren, we love brethren, yeah. no, we can see that that love, the, the, the standard is this, but we've not met the standard. Mm. Suffer long. Envy it not. Maybe we cannot envy, but we are still envying us. Again, charity vaunted not itself. Uh-huh. See this one, one. This one, you know what I just explained earlier. You're just Christian. Just, there are many ways you can vaunt, but just being a Christian is a means to vaunt again. The charity vaunted yes, not itself, right? Mm-hmm. Is not puffed up. Mm-hmm. No, it's, you know, one of the things that Satan did is to make us that this thing is not possible. Yeah. And as I'm reading wow. it, this puffed up state, eh, each time we read it, even though we know, ah, we should not puff up, something inwardly is quickly speaking, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Ah, why should I not puff up? Puff up. It's hard to leave this thing. Because normally the soul gets puffed easily. Hmm? Gets puffed. In different ways, we didn't even think we want to be puffed up. Even in, you know, there are some humilities we have. That inside it, we are puffed. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe, maybe we just led, maybe we just led prayer. And then it was a powerful prayer. And just say, ah, God bless you, sister. I'm like, oh, we thank God, we thank God. You know, sincerely, you may say we thank God sincerely. I, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying it just comes. <laughs> you know, because that's what you would have been saying. Yeah. Does it mean every time I say I thank God? No, that's not what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about the heart, yeah. right? Yeah. You can sincerely, it's possible for the soul 
to come into a place where it sincerely mm-hmm. is just saying we thank God. Yes, sir. There's nothing else attached to it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. sincerely in the heart, it's just, mm-hmm. ah, Father, we thank God, it's not me. There's a state, a soul can come there. But you know, there's a, when that thing is coming, our heart will not be looking, ah, is this really possible? This is not possible, though. Amen. But it's possible, right? So do, it said, it does not behave itself unseemly. Seek it not our own. Hmm? This seek it not our own aspect, I know most of us who have been able to, you know, identify that in different ways, but we know that the standard, the yardstick has not been met fully. Yeah? Imagine that caring not for your own, eh? that, that meat part that was explaining. Just an example, but say care not for our own. Means constantly, it's always caring, looking for the best of the other. Best of the other. It's possible. Charity is possible. It's possible. And one of the things Satan is doing is to tell us all these things are not possible, but it is possible. You know, to some degree in our mind, we used to think that this thing is, when we get to heaven, uh, we'll be perfect. Uh, no, no, nobody's perfect. No, we used to say that thing. Yes, sir. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. I understand nobody is perfect, but that doesn't mean we cannot be perfect. Mm-hmm. I know the moment somebody says, no, ah, you know, when some preachers are even saying, be perfect, God will expect us to be perfect, something will begin to fight that preacher self inside. Why are you saying we should be perfect? Mm-hmm. Are you perfect? <laughs> Now you are talking as if you are perfect. Mm-hmm. Maybe the preacher is just sincerely just preaching it as God is saying it. Mm-hmm. And then the soul will be saying, uh, what do you mean? You'll be talking as if you've, you've entered everything in God. We know nobody is perfect. Yeah. Something is fighting inside. Something is, wow. right. Something is fighting in life. Okay. Why? Why do you think it's not possible? Yes. Why? What do you think? Because what that speaks of is the soul seeing the impossibility of that life. And as a result, begin to react. What do you mean? Mm. We should be perfect. Are you perfect? Are you perfect? And then they soul begin to look for the fault of that person. Mm, yeah. See, see that person. He did that one. Imagine. And he's saying we should be perfect. Hmm. <laughs> that is a fault in the soul. That is a blame in the soul. Blames are enemies. Or the life that enemies of the soul as as given to the soul, a life they have given to the soul to live, which caused the soul to live in blames. And everybody, like I said earlier, everybody in the world in the worldly standard, when they check this, they, they will certify you blameless. Yes. The world will certify you blameless. Because the world doesn't want you to escape. But the moment you begin to escape the world, they begin to war against you. Say, imagine, what do you mean? Well, that's not possible. You can't do that. You begin to generate enemy self. What do you mean? What do you stand that? that, that one? No, 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 no. You can't do that. Ah, no, 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 no. I have to care for myself first. Self-worth, self-love, self-care. Please, 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 don't do that. Are they saying you should not care for yourself? No, no. Is anybody saying you should not love yourself? No. They're just saying love your neighbor, me. Mm. Abby? Mm. 
So quickly, I ran, just round up. Ah, I guess as well, the efforts will continue. I, I don't know. I've been trying to, for the longest time, you know, we always start with this prophecy thing, but it's like heaven is not allowing us to go there yet. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Amen. Amen. The prophetic life, mm-hmm. all these things, they are not too far fetched, yes, though. Yes. Because the answer to this thing, all this thing is the prophetic life. Right? It's the prophetic life. And you notice in this Thessalonians we are reading, you notice that in verse 20, you see where he said, despise not prophesying. So despite not what? Prophesize. This thing has instructed us when it comes to us not uh despising the word of a prophet, he says this, you know, or when we say when we are, we're in our midst, in our, maybe we are together and then the prophetic spirit came and somebody's prophesying and the word, we've understand that and that understanding has been established. Mm-hmm. But there's also a light of this, this what it means to prophesy, mm-hmm. right? Prophecy is, or let's say the prophetic life is the life that was intended for the soul. And you know that we are already living it without, without knowing. Right? Because the worldly life came as a result of a prophetic influence upon souls. Right? The way it gives it is we mind the kind of we mind the flesh. But, you know, when we think about it, there's a way our mind thinks about the flesh that is just this natural, natural, physical, but we don't think flesh as a spiritual thing. Flesh is not just this body. It's a spiritual intelligence. It's a spiritual life that is given to the soul. And, and you can never give anything to the soul without prophecy. It's impossible. Right? Um, when I say prophecy, don't think about the natural here I speak it. Think about it in the sense, think about it in the soul sense. Mm. No, no, the, soul, the way it is in the natural, now think about it in the soul sense. And the person prophesying now is God. Mm. Right? The person prophesying now is God. They're not telling your soul not to despise prophesying. When you don't despise prophesying, you live a prophetic life. And that prophetic life, there's what well, there's only it means. Prophetic life, how you begin to understand prophetic life is when you begin to move into revelation. Revelation. Revealings. 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 Amen. Without that, you can't gain access. To preserve the soul blameless. Right? Mm. So the soul must be blameless. The body must be blameless. Mm? Do you know that the body, we even know, they've even spoken about it in the Bible, in the scriptures, that, you know, when Christ comes physically, mm, we are going to, the body will be changed. When that body is changed, that body becomes blameless. But the soul can still contain blame. Mm. Mm. Can contain blame. So that when 
the whole body whole preserved is or when the whole body is not sanctified wholly, the end result is the content in the soul. Even though the body might be blameless, even though the spirit is blameless, but the soul still has some blame. That is what separates the sun from the moon. That's what separates the stars. When that, when in Corinthians, when they, are, when they are talking about it, what separates them is the content in the soul. So they are just using stars, sun, moon to just depict statues in the soul. See, as 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 stars differs in glory. Of course, you can't expect the glory of where's that cup of a small of a small water. Let me just maybe in a bottle you have a small content of water. You can't determine the, you can't expect that glory to be the same as one that is full. Mm. When something has come to fullness, mm. it shines differently. <coughs> the glory is different. You know, when Paul saw Christ, he said, he saw you say, and the light shining as of the brightness of the sun mm. actually speaks about the fullness mm. of Christ. So there's a fullness. So there's a glory. That glory is out of the brightness of the sun. Shining in its strength. Mm? That's different. So the sun may not shine in its strength. It could shine in its strength. The glory is not the same. Even that, just even the sun, before you talk about the moon. You know, there's an example typically is, just as a typically, is you know when the sun is in, in the, early in the morning, it's bright too. You know, it's very bright. Not just early morning sun, but you don't see it as bright. Mm. Abby, you just see it. You know, there's a way it comes up, but then let it get to 12 o'clock. Mm. I'm not talking about uh, Canada, uh, so Winnipeg weather, where the whole day could be gloomy. <laughs> you know, imagine summer days. Mm? Just think summer, not think those days that at the peak of the day, the whole place is very hot, uncomfortable. You know, see, that's, that's, that's another glory of the sun. It's shining in it. Everywhere it's touching. It's scorching everywhere. Mm. Mm. That's what, that's, that's, imagine that's what, that's the kind of glory Paul was seeing in Christ. Right? He talks that, so the fullness of glory differs. And what separates that is not how much I've prayed. It's not how much I've studied my Bible. What separates that is how much uh, is how much content of the spirit of God I've come to receive or how much elevation my soul has come into because those elevations talks about feelings things is piling up inside those things piling up are things and they are spiritual things they mean things hmm? they mean something amen so that God sanctify you holy your spirit soul and body your spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit, soul, and body. Be, blessed, be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blameless. Amen. For a soul to become blameless, it needs to begin to receive a different Substance to raise it. Mm-hmm. No, you need to, or let me say, you need to remove the blame. Mm-hmm. So you need a tool to remove that blame. Now, for the tool to work, you need access to the tool. 
What gives us access? That tool, basically, what I mean by that are substances in the spirit. They're called spiritual substances. Hmm? Spiritual substances. For those spiritual substances to come, it has to come by through a way. And the only way it can come is by it comes to a soul. How the soul engages those substances is through the prophetic life. I, I guess Holy Ghost is, is saying this is to, to maybe toast our soul, to begin to, to begin to to begin to pick the need for the prophetic life. Now, what does it mean? What does what does a, what does a prophetic life look like? Hmm? In some ways, like it's a life of revelation. Hmm? It's a life of revelation. As a result of the soul coming into the allocation of God's word called the fate of the son. Hmm? Or learning righteousness. When the soul begins to learn righteousness, which is revealed from faith to faith, all these things happens prophetically. Like I said, the only way you can give anything to the soul is through the prophetic life. How? For anything to be given to the soul, you need revelation. Revelation is the way they give things to the soul. And revelation flows from the prophetic life. So this despise not prophesying. Now, a child of God does not come into prophecy the moment they get born again. Or does not come into the realization of prophetic speaking, which gives access to the prophetic life the moment we get born again. When we get born again, what we begin to access is the milk of the word. And inside the milk of the word, what we gain or access to is something that looks like the prophetic life that we should come into, but more evidently in the natural. What do I mean? He gave gift. Now concerning spiritual gift, concerning spiritual gift, then you begin to all the gift of the spirit. You see those nine gifts. They are. You see, there's there's the, the, if if you ask me to me all those gifts. They seem prophetic to me. But, but of course, they divided them into three main sections. They talk, talk about the, uh, the power gift. They talk about the, what's the power gift, the revelational gift, and the prophetic gift. Right? But <laughs> the revelational gift is a prophetic, is a prophetic flow. Mm. What's the revelation? It's prophetic in nature. Power, power begins to heal, raise hand, remove hand that don't cut, grow it. What's happening? There's a sense of a prophetic flow when those things are happening. So those things are given to just turn us to begin to hunger for the spiritual. And, it, and those things did those things. Imagine, how many of us have been in a place where they are prophesying, like, prophesy to me, prophesy to me, prophesy to me. Even though we are not saying it like that, in our soul, that's what we are doing. <laughs> ah, Professor, Professor, I don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. Sorry, just me, me, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Come on, Professor. Come on. Mm-hmm. 
those things actually speaks about a spiritual taste the soul has come into. Yeah? The soul has come into a spiritual need. He's sensing those. It's, it's like, ha, I want, I want to feel what that. I want, you know, just a sense giving us, but that's not the end. That's just even the, that's just the beginning. Amen. Praise the Lord. So God is going to help us and keep us blameless. Hmm? So we see that <laughs> today God helped us more eh? to help us. We need to hear these things over and over and over and over. Yeah. When we hear them, we now realize, okay, that place I've not been able, I've not gained strength. Maybe this little strength today will help me to overcome. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just last year, I just give a because I, you know, this is I gave it to say, me, 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 me. It happened to me very well. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, well. That's, that's how I got to know. I mean, I know it's only me. Many souls are like that. Yes, sir. Yeah? Mm. You know, maybe there's, a, maybe there's a prophet around, and then we get around, you know, my son. And funny enough, somewhere in my mind, it's as if I've known that they will not always come near me. And then maybe once in, once in a while, go on our permit it. I'm like, ah, uh-uh, seriously, but no, the soul will always be, professor. I mean, let me let me ask let me ask us out of out of hundred times let's say out of hundred times we've been in such situations. How many of us out of hundred times? Let's say fifty percent of the time we were like, ah, oh, if you come fight, you're not gonna fight. There's that there's that thing that I always say. You know, I like this still. Ah, you need to come prophesy to me. Mm. Although the soul is not supposed to be like that. But again, that is that's to tell us when we are still babes. It's a baby state when we are like that. It's a baby state. And God allows it. And I don't know, I know when we say these things, many people be like, oh, you're saying I'm a baby. It's not fighto. It's not as in everybody, we are all babies. Nobody become born again and became Christ. Abi, is it magic? It's not, it's not. So, it's not, it's not anything to be ashamed of or feel inferior for no it's not ah that's where we start then peter began to say as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world of the word that you might grow thereby so it's not a shameful thing eh? i remember those times I said, oh, but god and as as understanding begins to come now it's okay you're not meant to seek that it happens, it happens. Those gifts are meant to turn us, to, you know, give us a taste of the spiritual, to, to make us desire the prophetic life. Hmm? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And this is where I put a, I put a pause to it today. Amen. Amen. And we'll continue whenever God helps us and however God helps us. I know I read uh, First Corinthians fourteen. You know, I talk about this personal prophesying, and then we move from there. But it's always we start from there, but always end up somewhere else. Amen. Hey. Praise hey. the Lord. Hey. Whenever God allows us, and, and God feels we are ready to go there, we we'll go there. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. But how many of us are, as you know, are seeing something in that life, the, the prophetic life? The prophetic life is, a, is, is, is an inheritance for the soul. It's designed. It's a life that the soul is designed to live. Because through that life, heaven, 
things can be imported into the soul, which the soul used for edification. Which the soul is edified with to raise a stature and a nature in the soul. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any question before I, before I round up? Any question? If there are no questions, let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love, for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Father. Thank you for opening our eyes today. Thank you for sanctifying our heart, even by your word. Thank you for purifying our heart. Thank you for the purification in our soul. Even for giving us the need to become blameless. Thank you, Father, for exposing the blames in our souls, for giving us the, the understanding of blames in the soul. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy and your loving kindness. We thank you for how you have helped us today. We thank you for the release of your spirit this morning. We thank you, Father, for uh, the raising of our soul by the raising of your word. We say, be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, O Lord, this day. Even as you have been speaking to us about the prophetic life, we ask, Lord, Father, in every aspect of our life that we are in need of your prophetic life, or that we need access into the prophetic life. We ask, Father, that you grant our soul access even into this flow in the name of Jesus. Father, it is your life, it is your prophetic speakings. It's your life comes prophetically to a soul. We ask, Father, that every access, every access needed to gain entrance into this life will be granted unto us all in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you will increase us even in this aspect of our journey. You will increase us prophetically. You will, you will increase the prophetic response in our soul to your life in the name of Jesus. Now we are pray, O oh Lord, yes, as you've spoken Lord. your word. We ask, Father, that you grant grace to begin to receive strength to become blameless in this life in the name of Jesus. Father, you will remove spots in our soul by the reason of your grace and entrance into your prophetic life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because of what you've done. Thank you for what you've said to us. We appreciate your love. We thank you for in Jesus' mighty name. You dwells between the cherubim. Shine for you. You dwell between the cherubim.